We're back, and Bob Metz is in the studio. Mr. Metz, a pleasure to have you here, as always. Good morning, Jim. Judge Schlemmer sent his apologies. He had to be in Toronto today on uh, on official business, government government business. Must government be important. Business. Must be. We can only hope. But Bob and I will soldier <clears> on today. In fact, it's kind of apropos that uh, perhaps that Bob and I would uh, just have the two of us on the program, although Jeff would certainly have something to contribute to this, as he always does. But Bob has uh, talked and lectured and written a great deal over the years about responsibility, issues relating to responsibility, personal and otherwise, personal and communal responsibility. And my good friend Ian Gillespie wrote an interesting article today, a column today in the Free Press, where he talks about responsibility. The headline is, Tell Me Who's at Fault? And he goes, hmm. he goes through a number of examples of situations where people have said or done things, then been held to account and said, well, it's, it's not my fault, or it wasn't my job, or et cetera, et cetera. Maybe I'll just share a couple of them with you, because, uh, um, in fact, I'm going to read a little bit of the column. I don't think Ian would mind me doing that. <clears throat> so this is Ian Gillespie in the paper this morning. Whenever my kids do something wrong or dumb or dangerous, I tell them about consequences. But it's not my fault, my kids say, or I didn't mean it, or it was an accident. That's not good enough, I tell them. You have to accept responsibility. And then... I pick up the paper and read a story about a downtown shooting. And he talks about some disagreement about what happened where. No, it's not my fault. I had nothing to do with it. He talks about another story about somebody involved in a hit and run and said, well, I was, I was traumatized a few months ago by something else and that led to this and it's not my fault. He talks about his son going to school on a, on a blizzardy day when the school bus has stopped running but the schools stayed open and his kid said, gee, Dad, I want to stay home. And he said, no, son, it's your responsibility to get an education. You're going to school. We'll get you to school, okay? Which they managed to do after some work. He and his wife had to shuffle their schedules, got the kid to school, picked him up, got him home, and said, what would you do today? We played cards all day because the teacher didn't show up. The teacher <laughs> didn't feel that, that the teacher had a responsibility to make it through the snow to get there. He goes on to talk about other situations like that. And ultimately, ultimately, and, and in fact mentioned the story that we just talked about, about the woman in California who died because she drank too much water. Just let me flip the page over here. She drank too much water and died. After the contest, a woman died from what officials call water intoxication. As I listen to my radio, I hear a London radio personality explain he never knew you could die from drinking too much water. Yat, 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 yat. Said the radio station wasn't responsible for the consequences of its contest, although I disagree a little with him, with him there, as you know from a moment ago. And now he finishes it by saying, and now I sit and ponder how we've become a culture of perpetual children, forever insisting we're not to blame, it's not our fault, it's just an accident, and we're not responsible. As I said, Bob, you have you have spoken and lectured. Your your public life certainly has has revolved around the issue of responsibility, and and I I, I think you when you talk about responsibility, uh, and I don't mean this to disparage others, but I think in a political sense, you are talking about something very real and concrete, perhaps more so than most politically minded people I know, because it is such an inherent part of your entire philosophy. Yeah, it is. When you hear something like. Ian's column, read something like Ian's column, or hear those stories. Do you think he's right? Are, have we devolved into a society where nobody is willing to take the consequences for anything? Um, I think we've certainly been moving in that direction for quite a while. Um, I think if you're talking about the big social picture, it's a little different than looking at an individual. You know, as you were reading that column, I was thinking about an experience I had with my grandson, who I who I uh, babysit fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. when, 
when he was about, oh, I would say about three years old. And uh, I'd come out into the room, and he, he'd just have spilled something on the carpet. And he says, I didn't do it. It's not my fault, right? And he actually believed it, that it wasn't his fault. Because the actual spilling of the drink, as he would explain it to me, was a secondary consequence of something else he did. He moved the toy, and the toy hit the glass. Oh, and the, <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah. That, so that it became... Uh, and another thing that I think a lot of people mean when they say it's not my fault is, well, I didn't mean to do it. It wasn't my intention to run over that that person in the street. It wasn't my intention to start the fire. Uh, you know, I just left the candle unlit or, or, or lit rather or something like that. Yeah. And I guess it's always a balancing act. And how, how many consequences, everything we do, I mean, I guess the laws of physics tell us that. If every Every action you take in the universe has to have an infinite number of consequences. Mm-hmm. You see all those Star Trek things where if you did one little thing different in your life, it would have turned out completely differently, right? The butterfly effect. The butterfly yeah. effect kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, But for when we're talking about social, we get into the area of law and where um, unintended consequences becomes a, a slightly gray issue in some areas. Is it a secondary or third third consequence? Should the woman who drank too much water have known that doing that would be a health risk, should the other people have known. Now, obviously, not too many people were that aware of the dangers. I didn't know. Um, it's not the kind of thing you'd expect. So mm-hmm. something the court has to consider when it gets there is, it was that a reasonable expectation? Is that something most people expect it to happen? You know, And that's got to be taken into account in terms of responsibility. Now, consider if the station had known, yeah, we know that once you drink more than three glasses of water, you're going to keel over, mm-hmm. but nobody else knows that. You know, Well, that would be a clear issue of culpable responsibility. So I guess when you get into looking at someone else's intentions versus what they ex- how they expected things to come out uh, in a courtroom where you're talking about lawsuits is is a area where you have to be right there. Now, having said that, I know I think there's a book actually called Unintended Consequences about the unintended consequences of legislation mm-hmm. of government. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of of democracy, I think, is that it avoids responsibility on the part of any individual. That's why everybody wants to vote with a group and not have one person other than a leader who gets to be the unfortunate guy they symbolically knock down, even though the whole group supports everything they do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so they don't have to accept responsibility. City council can always say, you know, even the ones who are dissenting, well, I voted this way, but it went the other way. Um, the council as a group decided so that each of us is not responsible, but the council as a group is responsible. Mm. Now, I find that a little bit contradictory, but it's understandable. Uh, to me, the people who are responsible in a case, say, that comes out unfavorably are the ones who supported it. The ones who didn't support it and went on record as such aren't because they, you know, they can't help it that they mm-hmm. get outvoted. That's a, that's a different issue. And I think that's what happens with a lot of politicians whose promises are, quote, broken. They may have worked hard to get their goal, but just were defeated on the floor. They were outnumbered. And, and does that mean that they lied or they failed or they broke a promise or they, you know, they weren't responsible? I don't think so. And that's why it's not that easy to always tell. I want to come back to the story in California because it's illustrate, hmm. it illustrates several aspects of this. Here we have a situation where the, the woman died from a, a condition that most people are unaware of. I was, you were, everybody involved with this. So we didn't know that. Um, Ian has suggested that that's ducking responsibility. I want to set that aside for a second because I'm not sure that it is. Um, I don't think we can be res- reasonably be expected to be held responsible for everything on the planet if no. we're, you know, we don't understand everything on the planet. However, interesting to me that the management of the radio station said, well, we're not responsible. 
we had no way of knowing this would happen. However, we're going to fire all ten of the people involved in this contest. The people involved said, well, we didn't know that this would kill somebody. For heaven's sakes, we wouldn't have done it if we'd known somebody would die. And in fact, only one person died. Right, never she, killed anybody else. No, did she, she didn't even win the contest. She wasn't yeah. even the winner. The yeah. person who won, survived, was fine. Um, when you look at a story like that, is that what, what do you make of this of the of this radio station management's position that well we didn't know the staff well, didn't know but we're firing them all anyway? They are in a litigant environment. Let's face it, and the fear of punishment is a major factor in saying I I it wasn't it's not my fault. And you know it's interesting coming back to my grandson. After incidents like the one I described, where mm-hmm. it wasn't his fault, he spilled a glass of water, mm-hmm. I never, ever punished him for it. It was just a matter of cleaning it up and getting it on with. You know what he does now? Is that something like that? Grandpa, I spilled my water. Sometimes he grabs a towel himself and starts cleaning it up, mm. taking care of his own consequences, and not fearing a punishment. Now, now, you say you didn't punish him, but did you explain to him that, that he had some responsibility for what oh, happened? Oh, yeah, I would just, he'd say I didn't do it. i said, oh, come on, you did it, you know. You know you did it, mm-hmm. you know, but I wouldn't. That, that would be as far as it goes, it yeah. was, it was just to make sure that he, he wasn't fooling me, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's as far as it has to go. And once you've got that relationship, I think that, that the natural thing follows through. I think litigation is often ridiculous. We've seen outrageous you know, um, well, particularly, consequences. Particularly south of the border where they can and pile on these awards. Particularly in California. Yeah. We're going to pause for a second. <laughs> We're not in California. We're in the sunny north today on, on the Jim Chapman News Hour. We'll be right back. Bob Metz is with us today. Jeff Schlemmer sent his, uh, his regrets, and we'll be back next week, we hope. And Bob and I have been talking about responsibility. Why, why do, you, do you think, Bob, it is as simple, the explanation as to why we tend to avoid responsibility, is that we fear the consequences in terms of punishment or loss, or is it that none of us likes to admit that we're fallible, and if we can sort of somehow weasel around yeah, the mistake we've made? There's some, perhaps false issues of self-esteem or maybe even real ones depending on the circumstances maybe it's not your fault and everybody thinks it is right so you have to decipher that as well but uh for i guess you're mostly talking about people who it's kind of obvious it is their fault and they're saying it's not Mm. Um, well that's a whole other thing i think part of it comes from trying to avoid the consequences minimize the consequences um, you know, get someone else culpable, you know, sharing the consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, because all those things obviously make you feel better. I mean, psychologically in a lot of ways. Um, whether it results in justice or not is another issue. What about uh, the time? There's you know, there's t- a, but there's a person who discovers that, that in some cases, and I, I, you know, it's hard to say, that by admitting your responsibility, um, I found in most cases, if I've done something wrong and screwed up and told people, that mm-hmm. works real good. It's mm-hmm. behind you, you mm-hmm. know, like, okay, we, we know that doesn't work. Let's yeah. try this now. Um, but in other times, you might fess up to something and suffer bad consequences for the same thing. And, and a lot of people don't like the idea of having to take that chance. Is part know? of it, do you think, the sort of the temporal issue, the time passes issue? Because I've been in situations, and I'm sure all oh, over, but many harsh. people have, where something happens and you go, geez, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, but you know, I'm not the smartest guy around. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Now, if I if I say right this minute I did that, will there be unforeseen consequences of that that perhaps are unfair to me, that perhaps are unreasonable? I need to stop and think about this for a minute. 
how much of how much of that do you think goes on? Where, where uh, we it may not it may not be so much that we're not prepared to accept the the consequences, but we are uncertain of the consequences, and we are concerned that we're not bright enough to anticipate them all, unless we stop and think about it for a while. And sometimes that can be the very opposite effect. You want it it, it freezes people into inaction mm-hmm. when maybe they should be acting because they're afraid of of secondary consequences. I mean, we could be sitting here talking right now. And somebody in a car somewhere somewhere gets distracted by our conversation and b- smashes into a telephone pole. Are you and I responsible for that? I mean, you could argue that because mm-hmm. if we were not sitting here right now having that conversation and that thing happened, it could be argued that it wouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. right? But then does that mean the responsibility is ours? I would say no, that you have to draw very clear lines, and intention is, is, is a part of responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's clearly... Uh, it doesn't determine whether you're guilty or innocent, but it does determine what consequences would be more just with a person. How much you, should you be let off the hook for, like these guys, the, the radio guys in, in the States, I didn't know. Uh, when I was younger, I got into a little situation, nothing serious, but I got into a little situation where I had broken some rules, and break any laws, but broke mm-hmm. some rules uh, in a thing I was involved in. I did not know. In fact, I'd gone and asked people, and they said, oh, no, that's okay to do that. So I, mean, I, yeah. I followed that and consequently got into some trouble. Not serious mm-hmm. trouble, but got into some trouble about it, where had I had any inkling that it had been problematic in the first place, I simply would not have done it because there was no need for me to break any rules to do what needed to. I don't want to get into more details sure, than I that, but I just I didn't need to do it, and I certainly wouldn't have done it. But after the fact, some people said, well, you should have known better. It was still your, still your fault you still were wrong, you sort of, you know, slit your wrists in public, etc., etc., etc. How much should we let ourselves off the hook in those situations? Uh, Referring to, say, that California example, you know, to me what would be a a reasonable, based on what I know now, okay, Mm -hmm. nobody really knew that somebody would drink that much water that they would die from it, okay? It wasn't in the common consciousness or experience. So Mm -hmm. to expect it to happen is, I think, unreasonable. And especially since so many people did it without it happening, um, I, I could see the station being held somewhat responsible to the to the extent that they held the event that it happened. You know, I think there might be if I think it was just, it would be a minimal kind of compensation, mm-hmm. maybe at least cover the funeral and a few things. You know, yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't be awarding millions and millions for uh, all kinds of liabilities to the to, to from here to kingdom come. I think that would be unjust in this case because clearly there wasn't an intention to kill anyone. There wasn't an intention to harm anybody. It was all intended to be fun. I mean, just like all the millions of accidents that happen on the lakes every year mm-hmm. and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, people die from what's known as misfortune, and that and that falls, I think, under that category, sort of a subcategory of act of God kind of thing. And uh, a death by misadventure. Yeah, that, yeah. that kind of thing. And uh, it happens wherever people take risks. Again, responsibility, I think, really boils down to a person accepting the consequences of their own actions uh, to themselves. You know, like, uh, you know, I've known people, um, I know when my father, uh, he smoked all his life, died of smoking, right? But he never blamed it on anybody else. Never, were, he understood that was a risk, the consequences. It was never a factor. He never got mm-hmm. guilty about it or anything, you know? And uh, to me, it would have been irresponsible of him to blame other people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, but he exactly, didn't do that. Yes, yeah. So it's not always a matter of being so perfect in your behavior. It's just that I think morality is people take it almost 
too literally between the hell and heaven options, you know, the, and the, these are the end consequences. I think you live your consequences as you go along, and to be moral in many cases, where you're, like something like smoking, if you're affecting someone else, that's a, that's a little different issue, and you can have a third party intervene. But when you're talking about the self, there's a sense of uh, responsibility there as well, and I don't think uh, ideas of responsibility or justice change whether you're a man alone on an island or in a society with other people. To, to, to have to be civilized behavior, you know? That's an interesting comment. We're going to talk more with Bob Metz after this break. Bob Metz with us today. We're talking about responsibility. What about politicians who promise the world and deliver reality? Uh, are they... Uh, you know, are they being irresponsible in doing that, or are they simply playing the game the way the rules are set? You're you're basically asking me to judge an individual politician's uh, intentions to some degree. I think there's all kinds of them. I think, for the most part, I really think from the people I've met, a lot of them want to really and believe that they're doing good. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I don't go on the premise that uh, even though I might think, oh, that's evil, <laughs> that doesn't mean that I think their intentions yeah. are coming from that direction. And I and I share your analysis yeah. too. Yeah, because there's so there's so much that. Like I used to be on the other side of the fence of a lot of issues that I'm on today because I, I didn't understand them as well mm -hmm. back then. And sometimes you think linearly, you think in two dimensions rather than in three, and then all of a sudden you see the bigger picture and you go, whoa, look what we're doing. But I think a lot of politicians are basically clouded by the idea that there is a solution to every problem when there isn't. They think they can prevent crime. They think they can change the weather. They think they can do all sorts of things that are not doable and certainly not in the prerogative of politics. Uh, politics is supposed to be about the relationship of a government to, to the citizens, broadly speaking. It should be about justice, about law enforcement, about equality in, the, in a real sense, mm -hmm. under the law, not equality of, of kind where they're robbing one group to pay another. And once you are in that system, I think, of a Rob Peter to pay Paul system and play along with it, you are being either dishonest to yourself Fooling yourself, you could be totally misled. You might actually believe there's enough, you know, Peters you can rob to keep the ball going, right? So they'll vote for you. But it doesn't work that way. Uh, practically, it doesn't work. Every society that does what we're doing gets into this spiral of, I mean, when was the last time you actually saw our spending going down? There's still talk about cuts in spending, mm -hmm. not in terms of overall spending, but cuts in the rate of increase. Yes. And we talk about it like it's, like they're lowering the spending in some way, which has never, ever happened. So, you know, that's the problem is that we're into this redistributive mentality, like uh, it's communism and economically how we run some of our key important institutions, particularly health care, education, which are the two biggest mm -hmm. Ontario budgets anyway. Mm -hmm. um, the idea of helping those who cannot help themselves, again, a very noble, a noble goal. But when you pick up the gun to do it, it's not going to work out. You're going to have all those unintended consequences. And then you're going to say, well, that's not my fault that unemployment's going up. It's not my fault that we have fewer freedoms today. It's not my fault that this or that. But, but please give me that guaranteed minimum annual wage. Please give me this. And they just chip away at it. And then they don't realize that the consequence is paid on the other end. I mean, um, relatively speaking, we're, Canada's still doing well. And that's why people don't give a lot of attention on the grand scale to issues like that. Well, we're better off than Bosnia or something. You know? We don't have to be as responsible as perhaps we should be. Bob, thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure thank to you, have you Jim. with us. Uh, Bob Metz has been our guest today on this portion of the Jim Chapman News Arc. That's about it for today. The boys are playing in the background. We thank Bob. We thank Jeff, uh, who's not here, but uh, was here in, uh, in, uh, in our minds. Hearts and minds, anyway. If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, 
It's just right.